Hello, everyone. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. David. Michael. <laughs> it's been a now busy week. Now that the uh, pandemic's easing up and you started traveling a little bit, where were you last week? How was it? What did you do? I had to go to, well, I didn't have to go to, but uh, my wife's company is headquartered in Chicago and my company is headquartered in Chicago. So she needed to make a trip out there for some meetings. So I figured I would tag along and um, just, you know, show my face in the uh, the headquarters office once or twice. So it was good. Got to hang out with some coworkers. We actually stayed with uh, a coworker of mine, which um, also happens to be good friends of ours. So, um, yeah, we had a great time. They just spoiled the absolute shit out of us. I mean, I still have the meat sweats from the fact that we had like, you know, all sorts of different steaks and and grilled meats and all sorts of shit this week. So they uh, they spoiled the absolute shit out of us. And uh, I gained five pounds. I just stepped on the scale this morning. and I'm like, son of a bitch. I was doing so good. In one week, you gained five. I've only gained five the whole pandemic that I've been home. You did it in one week. <laughs> yeah, five five pounds, like literally to the dime, five pounds. And uh, is, is there any chance that all the meat you had was like that dress that uh, Lady Gaga wore? <laughs> You'd be wearing it. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I probably could have covered Lady Gaga with the amount of meats, at least her privates. Ooh. yeah, it was it was it was quite. Uh, quite the extravagant we ate our way through chicago let's just put it that way yeah very nice yeah how about you how was your week uh week was good we actually me and a couple cousins got together for dinner and that was the first time we've done that in gotta be 15 months now wow and you know a couple funny things happened after dinner we're like hey let's go to the starbucks across the street we go there it's closed and now like any good red-blooded american Wait, now wait, all on, I want is Starbucks. Out, time out. Starbucks doesn't close. Like, yeah, that's exactly. So, well, it's a smaller town. It was in, you know, in White Plains, so it is a smaller town. It was closed for a reason. I don't remember what it was. It had a sign on the door that said something like uh, washers broken or oh, somebody threw up stupid. on the ground. Whatever it was, they were closed. So now, as Italians would say, the Gulia was in me. I wanted Starbucks. Had to have Starbucks. Right. We look up online where another one is. It's not that far. We go to it. That one closed as well. It's about nine o'clock at night, but still. So that one's closed. So we're like, motherfucker. So we look up online where a third one is. We all get in the car. We drive the 10 minutes to get to it. Closed. Turns out, to be fair, (laughs) I misread the instructions. I thought it was a particular one, and it was actually a different one. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not giving up. Like, let's keep going. Like, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's see how far we can go. Again, find my Starbucks. Let's do whatever we need to. So we finally got to a fourth one that was open till nine. It was like 840 by the time we got there. The lady behind the counter did not enjoy my jokes about how I'm like, this is the fourth one we've gone to tonight. <laughs> like, I think she thought I was kidding or drunk. One or the other. But yeah. So, so how how on, far would on. you go? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, have some, I have so many questions. <laughs> Shoot. Why? So there are a few drinks on a Starbucks menu that do not have caffeine in it. All right. So mm-hmm. eight forty five, nine o'clock. Like, did you need caffeine? Did you need to pull an all nighter? Like, what? What? What was going on? Why? Why did it have to be Starbucks? One of the guys 
had a little bit of a drive home, and he wanted Starbucks. So that started the ball rolling. And I think he got it with caffeine. I wasn't listening to him when he ordered. Um, I got an iced tea, so I was fine. Still caffeine. One of my other cousins. One of my other cousins got a coffee, and he has, he has what I think a lot of people do, which is coffee in, shit out. Right? Yeah. yeah, we right? talked so about a lot that of people episode. have a pretty quick, <laughs> quick, quick response type to it. So we're driving home. Me and him live near each other, Yanni. So we're driving home. He has to take shit. <laughs> Go figure. So he was like, "All right, looking at my watch. I know how long it takes us. I can hold off." Traffic. <laughs> so we had a ton of traffic. He's like, uh, I'm not going to make it home. Oh, so he's no. like, there's a rest stop near us that um, I- I'm going to have to go to the rest stop. So I'm like, all right. So I pull over, pull into the rest stop. There's a guy working. Guy just had came out of cleaning it out. And I think this is a 24-hour rest stop. I don't know. I don't use rest stops. I mean, I barely shit in my own toilet, <laughs> let alone a rest stop. Right. So the guy's like, nope, you got to go shit in the porta potty outside. Oh, shit. <laughs> So my question for you is, I'll be, I'm putting my cards on the table right away. I'm not shitting in a porta potty. I would, <laughs> I would rather shit in my pants, call my wife to come and pick me up. Would you shit in a porta potty? Have you ever shit in a porta potty? Yeah, many, many times. In fact, really? if hey, if I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm, I'm looking for the first thing that I could get some privacy. So I've done it in a porta potty. We used to do these um, like two to three day races. They're called Ragnar races and um there are trail races where you have you know a team of people and you each take turns running these you know trail loops and it it starts at like noon and you literally run for like you know almost 30 hours straight so it's like you're running at night you're running at ever and you're you're camping in an area with thousands of other people and there's nothing but porta potties so you if you want to go you got to go in a porta potty or you just don't go so yeah many many times Okay, isn't when you're camping, don't isn't the thing you go dig a hole somewhere, you shit in a hole so the bears don't smell it and stuff? Aren't you supposed to do that? Yeah, but this is like a campground with like a big like it's almost like a little village that they set up just specifically for the race. Everybody has their tents. There's really there's really nowhere to go off to dig a hole to shit except for like the trails that people are running on, and obviously you don't want to do that. So yeah, you don't have much. Sorry, bitches. go around. Sorry, yeah. go around. Um <laughs> Was it one of those little bit higher end porta potties? Like so now, like so, I, we went to a carnival relatively no, recently. No, higher end. About and there it. was one that had like uh, a water system outside, so you could wash your hands, dry them off, all that stuff. So it was just sometimes the typical... they do do that where they have like you have to like pump the water in, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they do do that sometimes. Um, one year they actually had what was the coolest thing. It was a um, it was a composting toilet. Basically, it's basically a hole in the ground and. If you got a shit, you shit into it, and then you take a scoop of, like, cedar shavings, and then you pour the cedar shavings in there, and then they end up using it at some point for compound, or, I'm sorry, compost, but um, the cedar, if you've ever smelled cedar, it's got a very strong, distinct, woody flavor smell to it, and it covers up the smell of the shit, which is amazing, so um, that was probably the coolest, like, porto potty air quotes that uh that i've ever shat in <laughs> yeah well we bought at costco we bought the poopery it's called oh yeah and you yeah. can spray uh-huh. in the toilet before you go that's we have that in our guest bathroom on the first floor all right now i'm gonna um, give you a little pro tip here so poopery is all right the problem with poopery is after a while you smell poopery and you associate it with shit like because poopery is kind of like an oil so it kind of sticks to you so you could be walking around and people will be like oh i smell you know the whatever scent of poopery 
And they immediately Are you spraying it in the right shit. spot if it's sticking to you? You're supposed to spray it in the toilet, <laughs> no, I just, not on your I can't ass. spray it without it getting on my fingertip. It's like spray right. paint. You ever like spray just spray paint and you get the paint all over your fingertip? Same shit, yeah. right? How do you think I spray paint paint? Which I have. How do you think I do it? Oh, with a glove. I wear on, a glove. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, correct. I had to do my mailbox last year and I wore two rubber gloves. <laughs> no, no <laughs> surprise ahead. there. Anyways, um, so anyways, um uh what the hell is it? Febreze makes mm-hmm. a two X air freshener for specifically for the porta porta potty before for the bathroom sorry not the porta potty okay. although they probably work really well in the porta potty but for your bathroom and what you do is you take a dump and then after you're done you just kind of spray it in the air and i swear to god in like 10 seconds it's like you never shat it's amazing well this leads right to our first sponsorship from Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> but if Febreze you're interested please call and cottonelle um, toilet paper <laughs> but do you remember as a kid we used to have that it was basically rose scented it was probably a company i don't know which but basically you sprayed it in the bathroom and then it just smelled like shit and roses it Rose didn't shit. cover anything it didn't make the bathroom smell but it smelled like both yeah. so things have come a, a far away from that but quite a long way before yeah. we get off so, of uh, hold on, before we get off of the Starbucks story, and I know we've already veered five different ways since then, <laughs> which is what we do because <laughs> we went from Starbucks to shit. Um, have you tried any of the cereal flavored coffee creamers? Um, I tr- I have no. no, I have coffee flavored coffee creams like I have Italian sweet cream, hazelnut. Yeah, yeah. Like no, that. no, no, no. So who makes them for the fiftieth anniversary of Fruity Pebbles? Okay. Um, actually, no, it's not just Fruity Pebbles. It's Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles, all the pebbles, right? Post did this <laughs> kind of, yeah, they did this team up with um, Delight, I guess is the name of the company. There's, okay, there's yeah, like, you know, the there's ones coffee make the little ones. Delight. Yep. Yeah. Um, they did a team up with them and they had uh, Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles flavored creamer. And I shit you not, it tastes exactly like the milk that's left over after you have like Fruity Pebble cereal or Cocoa Pebble right. cereal. And you mix I will it in get on coffee. that as soon as we're done. It's amazing. Um, I will definitely get on that because I like flavored stuff in my coffee. I don't oh, like straight yeah. coffee. No, it's which I'm is what you're having right now. Fantastic. Um, all so, right. quick, quick question. Last thing on, um, uh, as we're all over the place, podcast. Yeah. Are we allowed? So, are we allowed to talk about your wife's podcast for a second? Um, not necessarily. No. Because she gave us a shout out on hers, she did, and yeah, uh, yeah and I almost gave them a shout out on ours, but uh, no, it's it's an anonymous podcast, so so the answer is no. Right. So I will not mention the podcast. The only thing I'll say that I thought was pretty funny, <laughs> she mentions that you have a podcast, and hers is a very helpful podcast. Yeah, it gives you good information, specific topic, and it helps very well. We on the other hand are not. <laughs> this is fucking useless. We provide no value to anyone whatsoever. Yes. So in her disclaimer, when she talks about our podcast, she actually says, my husband has a podcast and this is what it's called. She's like, but I want to warn all of my listeners. It is highly offensive and they're really all over the place. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, It's funny because I, um, you know, and, and her podcast is, is doing really well. It's kind of blowing up. They have a um, a passionate audience. The topic is very specific, and they have a lot of people that feel really passionate about it. So it's kind of cool. Um, I wish 
we had something that was a little bit more pointed so that there was That's a specific us, topic. That's yeah, it's totally on, on us. I mean, we're all over the fucking place, right? But uh, but yeah, their, their, their audience is super passionate about it. Plus, you know, she's a marketer. So she knows how to market the hell out of that thing, and uh, and is doing really well at it. So it's all it's all I'll say about that. Good, yeah. Good so um, I was I was hanging out with my dad last week before I went to Chicago, and uh, I gotta ask the question: You ever have a uh, like a racism close call with well, like somebody? Yes, yeah. I've told you. I told you the story where I I was pissed off and I just said "boy" and the dealer was black and he almost killed me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So this this wasn't anything that I said, but um, so the thing you have to understand about my dad, besides the fact that he has full blown Alzheimer's, um, he he grew up in New York. Um, he ran an electrician's business for the better part of his entire life, and he frequently hired. Um, help on the cheap, right? You know, he would get the the day laborers that would, um, you know, kind of help him out for, you know, 10, 20 bucks an hour or whatever, maybe a hundred bucks a day, which for them was probably really good. Yeah. And well, there's our close call with racism right there for that line. Um, well, they, they were, them, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember working for him as a kid and he would pay me a hundred bucks a day and fuck for me, that was amazing. Right. Once again, people out there, nepotism, huh? Um, so just real quickly in New Rochelle where we grew up the the issue of day laborers was so prevalent that they ended up allocating a few areas where they could congregate and the cops would leave them alone and they did that so it was it actually had signs up that was like day laborers waiting area yeah you could go there pick up a couple to help you with whatever you wanted and you can go yeah. Um, but at the time we were kids, this wasn't around. So, so nine out of 10 of them were Mexican. And that's not a racist thing. That's just a fact um, that nine out of 10 out of them were Mexican. So um, so my dad would always say, you know, and traditional old Italian dude, you know, he'd be like, hey, I'm going to go pick up a Mexican, you know, which if you say that today, that sounds really bad. But you know, that was just that was it was a fact, right? I'm going to go pick up someone who's a Mexican who's going to help me for the day. So he would do that. The problem, though, is my dad was a little bit careless with his tools. He bought really expensive equipment and didn't really keep track of it. And they stole shit from him all the time. I mean, like, tools would disappear, like, randomly whenever, you know, uh, throughout the day. And he'd always complain, and he would always blame the Mexicans. Um, Which, at that time, that was probably factual. So um, last week, I'm with my dad, and we're walking around his apartment complex, and he's complaining about some tools that he can't find. Well, he doesn't remember, but we sold all of his tools in order to be able to pay for like his rent and his groceries and stuff like that. So, um, and so, he wasn't going to be using them anymore. Yeah, he's right? so. he's incapable of doing any electrical work at this point. So, um, so we're walking around, and you know, mind you, we live in Arizona. Arizona is probably what thirty percent Mexican. It's just right close to the the Arizona border. So we're walking around and he goes, God damn it. Those fucking Mexicans. I can't find the damn tool. And I'm like, dude, like he says it out loud. Like on the street? On the street. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like you can't say that. Like, I don't care whether it's remotely true or not. You just can't go out like accusing people. And first of all, I had to like explain to him, like we sold all your tools. Like you don't have any tools anymore. You have, we left like two screwdrivers and a screw gun and a whole bunch of like a pair of pliers. Right. So, like, stop, first of all. Second of all, you can't say that. He doesn't, like, understand it. He's like, why? 
So, um, so I, I kind of just said, look, I said, let's go back to your apartment and we'll have this conversation upstairs. Like, that's just not something that you say. So that reminded me of the time you and I were in Vegas with like, it was the one time where like 12 people went with us and we decided to go to a boxing match. Oh my God. Do you remember where this is going? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know where it's going now. When you started, I was like, did we do something with Mexicans? No. But yes, now I no. remember. So, yes. but we did have a close call with racism, right? right. So that's oh where God. this is going. So I don't remember all the details. Um, so you'll have to I fill in. I remember some. Yeah. Yes. You'll have to fill in some, but we had a very diverse group of people, um, mm -hmm. As we know, Mike spent some time in Australia. He's got friends from Australia, from the UK, from all over the place. So we had about 10 or 12 people, and we decided we were going to go to a boxing match. And, you know, they had a card, and the card had, like, you know, five or ten fights on it. But the main card fight, like the fight at the end of the night, were these two really highly ranked black guys that were just absolutely ripped to shreds. Heavyweights. Heavyweight man. Heavyweights and... Um, clearly there was some bad blood between these two guys, right? So we're excited. And what we, what we did before every fight now, these are like, these are no name fighters there. It's not like, you know, the WBF or whatever the, the major like fighting, you know, um, boxing commissions are like, this is like amateur shit. So, um, we don't know any of these guys. We've never seen them before. So before the fight, we'd all like pick our favorite, like who do we think is going to win based upon watch. It was almost kind of like when they trot the horses out at the beginning of a horse race, you look at the horse and you size them up and you're like, Oh, I think number four is going to win. So we did that. And everybody in our group of like 10 people, like kind of picked one person. We, and we bet on it. Cause that's what we do. Yeah. Cause that's cause we're horrible degenerates and we were in Vegas. So one in Vegas, one in Rome. So anyways, these two guys start coming out. The first guy comes out and his entourage is out there and they're playing the music. And we're like, all right, uh, that's pretty cool. And then the second guy comes out and his whole entourage is there and they're playing some music and his second entourage starts chanting. Well, hold you, I got I to gotta hold you off though first before <laughs> you get more? there. Okay. No, no, I want to fill in some earlier stuff. <laughs> so two of the guys are from the UK and one I think was from Australia at the time. And racism there is very different than here, Right. Here, we, we still today, and you look at anything in the news, we still suffer from racism mm -hmm. today, and we're having a lot of issues. And so, well, I guess I should say, while we tell this story, we are telling just a unique situation. We're not making, we're, not, we're just giving you facts here. This is what yeah. happened, right? <laughs> so, we're not leaning towards one way or the other. We're just telling you this is what happened. Earlier in the day, we saw a church's chicken, and... We believe, and I know this shouldn't be your pre-fight meal, we're relatively sure one of the fighters was eating there, right? Because that's what one of the guys from the UK said, because we had seen photos of the guy by then. He's like, I think that's one of the fighters. And I think he was. I actually think it was. I don't think he was just like, hey, that black guy looks like every other black guy. I actually think it was the fighter eating there. Well, and to be quite honest, having spent some time in the martial arts and, and fighting industry, it's very common for guys to cut weight. And they have to weigh in the day before the fight. Mm -hmm. Once they make their weight, um, which they usually starve themselves to do, they go on a binge the next day yep. to beef back up. So they're eating calories after calories after calories to kind of get okay. back to, uh, to to their their you know kind of walk around weight. 
Okay, so now we're back at the fight. The two entourages are walking in. Uh, we'll call them A and B, B being the more rowdy one. But yeah. what was Entourage B doing? So Entourage B was chanting, can a monkey beat a man from the back of the stadium? And they're chanting yeah. it over and over and over again. And should be noted, the entire group was, both sides were two black guys and their entourage were mainly black people as well. Right. I think that's important. Yeah. So they're chanting this and we are like, oh, <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I remember you looked around at everybody and said, nobody say a fucking word. Yeah. Like, like it's not, don't even joke around. <laughs> well, cause the guy, I mean, I don't even remember who he was. I just know his name was Marcus. Right. So I can right. say his name because he's totally irrelevant to me. He was a friend of a friend. He was like, I think that was the guy at church's chicken. I'm going to, I'm going to start yelling, go back to eating the chicken at church's chicken. I'm like, don't you fucking dare. Like, that's what started it. I'm like, and he's like, why? I'm like, it has a different meaning here. I'm like, you cannot, you cannot say that to the guy. And so, I yes. think at one point, because he had clearly chosen the, the fighter B. At one point he started chanting the, can a monkey be a man? And we were like, dude, fuck no like stop like you can't do that and he, was, he didn't understand he was like why i don't get it i don't understand yeah it's just like not too long ago um i'm blanking on his name his last name's adams he played on the oklahoma city thunder he was from new zealand mm -hmm. and growing up and he's maori he's not black he's not hispanic he's maori like our in our native americans are he said that growing up, his parents would always say, look at that little monkey run around, meaning the kids, like in yeah. a nice, friendly, playful way. Just like my mom calls me chuchul, which in Italian actually translates to cucumber. But when you say it that way, it means like, hey, look at that idiot. Right. Like, so it was, it was a cute nickname. You sure he said that, that it's about not meant in a way that because she used to change you when you were a kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we've had a close call with uh, with, with, with ageism, <laughs> ageism, potentially incest, <laughs> uh, amongst other things. You little cucumber. Um, so he he called Steph Curry that in a post game interview. Oh Jesus! And he got torn apart, and yeah. he was like, "I I didn't mean it like that. That's not how we use it. So doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's what you yeah. did. You got to know the shit. When in Rome, as they say, you gotta yeah. you know you gotta act like you're there. So yeah, you know it's funny. I haven't. Of all the shit we put on a list to talk about, including your list that I, totally I, you know, I don't know it. about on my list, I, that's totally, but I've totally forgot about that. I, you know what? Good reason. Because we were so uncomfortable in the situation. I just remember like trying to block it out of my memory. I was just like, no, I don't even want to go there. It was so like sketch. Yeah. So you've been listening to the last episode. <laughs> this has been our final episode. Yeah. Uh, Oh, All right, changing changing the uh, the the cadence a little bit. I uh, I was I was working, you know, I was doing a lot of Zoom meetings this week, and um, I uh, I have a wardrobe. I call it my half wardrobe. It's all black. Because, well, no, for like work, I don't really typically wear like you know t shirts and stuff like that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But you know how you get like stains on your shirt, or maybe you get a splatter of bleach or something like that. Like I have a Here's section of my like closet that has shirts that look good from the chest area up and it doesn't matter <laughs> what they look like. And the shirt I'm wearing right now actually has a bleach stain uh, on the lower half of it. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm only going to be on video from the chest up. So it's no big deal. But do you have like not a half anymore? Wardrobe? 
Would you please stand, please? <laughs> I got to see this. For the, um, for the people on YouTube, give them a little something. It's, you can kind of see it. It's a little bit. I, I can't see it on mine, but if you I got it on know. camera, it's, I'll watch the video there, later. But, uh, yeah, so I, I just I thought that was kind of funny because I'm wearing a half shirt. I call it a half my half wardrobe. Do you have a half wardrobe? Um, those usually become my sleep shirts. So anything oh, okay. that ends up getting like something stained on it or things like that, they become right. my sleep shirts. So um, because you never want that point where you stand up by accident, you don't realize it or things like that. Like we've been doing. So for for my my job, we're, we're casual in the office now, which is really weird for me anyway. Mm -hmm. But on calls, I tend to wear a sweater jumpers thing where I zip it up. It has my my company logo on it. And I usually have a t-shirt on under it. So I, I don't need to be in anything else. And I usually wear shorts of some kind down in my basement. But when we have audit committee calls, we have to be in a suit. And, you know, a lot of them, if they're a newer client where you don't know the layout of the land, you got to go in a suit. You can't assume that they're casual. Um, as it's been, most of my existing clients, we go business casual. Your dress shirt, no, no jacket, no tie. So one of the staff asked me, he's like, you know, we got to be in a suit for this meeting. Should I have pants on? And I'm like... Well, pants, yes. I'm like, <laughs> suit pants, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be in shorts under my suit. So it's just, it's just weird the environment we're in now, man, mm -hmm. to say the least. Yeah. So I, um, we got cats. I'm going to change the subject to furry-friendly animals so we, uh, we don't get canceled. Um, <laughs> Too late. This could also be why we don't do live shows. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, two cats, as you know. We got them on Super Bowl Sunday, and I think I've said before, the reason why it appears there were so many appointments was because, as it turns out, it was Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> which I didn't find out till after I made my appointment. Oh, geez. Um, so one of the cats this week just was he threw up a couple times and was just out of it. Like, I could tell something was wrong, didn't know what. The night was going on, wasn't getting any better. It's about 11 o'clock. Cat had a look like he's just he's done. Like he's not lifting his head. He's not playing with any toys, nothing. And what really got me and look, I don't, it's funny. I don't describe myself as a pet lover. Right. Mm -hmm. But obviously in only the few months I've become attached to these cats. Of course. So what really got me was the other cat brought the cat a toy to play with and the cat didn't do anything with it. Oh, wow. So 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, fuck man. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know what's wrong with this Time cat. And like, yeah, I'm like, I haven't had this cat long enough to know, like, oh, he has, he just has to rip a fart. Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I put him in the car. I'm like, I'm going to bring him to the vet. I uh, bring him to this 24-hour vet. They're like, look, we got to keep him overnight. We got to see if he's eating anything that is maybe blocking something. We got to see what's wrong. We got to do tests. We got to do this, that, and this. So I'm like, okay, do whatever you got to do. And we, and we have pet insurance. I don't know what they're going to pay us back, but we do have pet insurance because mm -hmm. I haven't obviously submitted a claim like this before. So they keep him for basically about 24 hours at the end of the day. It was almost 24 hours, which included a, um, uh, uh, I'm blanking. What is What do they do when a woman's pregnant? Epidural? On the, no, the test with the wand. Oh, a sonogram? Like a sonogram. They do a sonogram on yeah. him, on her, sorry. They do a sonogram. They do blood work. They give her some medicine, uh, and they monitor her. Mm -hmm. What would you guess 24-hour visit, one cat, cost? Oh, easily two grand. I've I've actually done that with my dog, and uh, the dog actually died at the um at the vet, and it, and it, I think the bill was like for only four hours was like eighteen hundred bucks. 
So 24 hours, I'm guessing probably three to four grand, maybe. Yeah. No. So, well, one, this is the segment where David brings down the audience about talking about his dog. That died, but <laughs> my cat's still alive. Okay, good. Um, two grand. Two grand. So yeah. I paid. So they, they're like, they come out, they tell you all the things they got to do. And the lady's like, the nurse is like, look, because you're not allowed in. So they had to come to your car and they mm-hmm. come explain everything to you. So she's like, look, this is now where we have to talk about the money aspect of this, which I'm uncomfortable with. Millie will be out in a second to talk to you. She leaves. <laughs> so fucking Millie comes out. Millie starts telling me, like, this is what it's going to cost. And I guess I missed that she said low end, high end. I didn't hear that. She's like, you got to pay 1600 bucks. Here's the listing. And, and looking at it the next day, it is 1600 on one side up to potentially, I think it was like 2500 on the mm-hmm. other. So there was the range. Clearly, yeah. she didn't like, I don't feel like I got jacked or anything like that. She, but she was honest with me. Um, it ended up being about almost twenty one hundred dollars. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I'm and actually cat, shocked. In it essence, was that had cheap. a cold. Yeah, I'm actually shocked it was that cheap. Um, yeah. yeah, like I said, unfortunately, um, our dog had a, a tumor on his heart, and we didn't know about it until it just it ruptured one day. Or, it, yeah, I guess it was filling with blood, and then it it, it filled so much that he couldn't breathe because his heart couldn't pump. So uh, we took him in, and they drained it, and he was okay. And we were, you know, like we pet him and they were like, hey, we want to keep him overnight just to make sure nothing happens. And then we drove home and it was like 35 minutes away from the house. We get five minutes from the house. They call back and they're like, yeah, he's not going to make it. You want to come back and say goodbye. So it was super, super traumatic. So anyone, anytime someone says something to the effect of, yeah, I had to take my, my pet to the ER late at night, immediately it triggers like all these emotions. So I don't want to make light of the situation. But, but you will. I have recently... When we're gonna, I'm, my family is going to be out there the week of July 4th, right? You yeah. and I are going to be together. I have recently asked you to go to a breakfast place, which is 30 minutes away. And you said no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so I'm say just saying no. I know now I fall in the pecking order below your dog. <laughs> I didn't say no. I said there are better places that aren't 30 minutes away. And there are actually, say. there are phenomenal breakfast joints like five minutes away from my house that blow away the place that you sent me. And I get that it was on diners, drive-ins and dives and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But there, I know what you like and trust me, I got, I got it. I got this. All right. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be fine. You, you will survive. The sun will rise the following day. Dead dog, Michael. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So this is one of the reasons why I think your wife doesn't like recommending our show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right all right let's, well, we let's tackle, move on to- we tackle systemic <laughs> issues like racism yeah. and dead animals <laughs> um, all right all one right. crazy question time let's go all right i saw this on facebook and i loved it and i had to pick it because i knew you would come up with some great answers to it what can you say during sex but also during family dinner time <laughs> all right go all right, so I'm going to go with what comes to mind. Some of these are, um, you got to use your imagination a little bit, but it, it plays, as they say. Um, you just grab the two legs and pull them apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. All right, so I came up with a few. All right. How do you know you don't like it if you haven't tried it? There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> um. You are done when you eat what's in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Been told that many times, (laughs) mostly by my mom, but (laughs) you're going to eat that or just sit there and play with it. 
<laughs> yeah, I like that one. <laughs> uh, so I just want to point out, these are ones, once you gave me the question, because we do get this in advance, uh-huh. these are the first five or six that came to mind, and I just yeah. wrote them down. So I'm just, they were kind of right off the cuff from the question. You know what goes good on this? Whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> in a similar vein, remember Frank's Red Hot? I put that shit on everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just, that cannot be well. Did you ever, like, I think I told a story where a friend of mine, she got um, jalapeno shit on her hands. Mm. And her hands were burning for hours. You eat a lot of hot stuff. Have you ever actually accidentally got any on your dick when you went to the bathroom and you yeah, didn't realize it? Yeah, we talked it? about this like four or five episodes ago. Yeah, no, I was cutting jalapenos one day and I went to the bathroom and... I had basically felt like I had gonorrhea, or at least what was explained to me how gonorrhea feels for like right. the explained better part to of the you day by a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're going to feel for the next 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the Eddie Murphy joke that reminded me of uh, what happened when fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got more. Else? I got more. I got. This okay. is good, but your mom's is a little bit better. Oh. Damn. <laughs> I got one for the ladies, too. It was nice, but the portions were a little bit too small. Uh, you don't, yeah. That definitely for, for the ladies, like, whoop. Um, it may not look good now, but it tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's put a cap on that one. I've got a few more, but they kind of go into the realm of uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about it because my kids listen to this. I'm just going to say the last one. This smells fishy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. And then we lost the women audience. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for playing. All right. A fact and a fiction. All right. No, it's a fact and a falsehood. Get it right. A facts and a falsehood. You know, a fact and a fiction is what I've heard it called on other things. I wanted oh. to call it something different, which I can't seem to get through my head. Got it. All right. A fact and a falsehood. One, David has gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Never have. Next. <laughs> False. No. Um, all right. Fact and a falsehood. So we talked about it last week. I gave a couple that were relatively similar. So I was like, you know what? Let me try giving ones that are very, very opposite to see if that helps at all. All right. In college, I gave a teacher the exact same paper that somebody gave her the year before with just my name replacing theirs. That's one. Second one. I once joined a pie eating contest. Uh, again, fucking both things that you would totally do. <laughs> However, I feel like you don't like to get your hands even remotely dirty. And a pie eating contest would have to be either with your hands or with just your face and your hands tied behind your back. So, so before you answer anything, can I give you a little more information on the pie sure. eating contest? So, so my question would be, were you allowed to use utensils? Or you were not you were not allowed to use utensils, and I was a kid. Uh-huh. It actually uh, okay. the pie right. eating contest was in the New Rochelle Mall to give you an idea of just how long ago this was. So I'll give you want to give you that little bit of fact uh, to the story as well. New Rock City, they renamed it New Rock City, like way mm-hmm. after I moved. moved well, they away. also knocked down the old one. Yeah, after they <laughs> knocked down the old one, the New Rochelle Mall was legendary though. Um, and then the other one was uh, you basically handed in a paper with uh, your name on it that somebody else had written. To the same teacher one year later. Because anybody can hand in a different paper, right? I've done that in college. Like, I bought a paper from somebody at another school and I handed what it to mine. What years were That's you totally in college different. from? 
Um, unlike you, I was in college for three and a half, not seven. So <laughs> ni- January of 94 through May of 97. Oh, I took really? summer class. I wanted to get the fuck out of there once I decided to go to college. Oh, Jesus. Um, the years I should have been in college <laughs> was September of 90 yeah, yeah, through yeah. May of 94. Side note, but... <laughs> the So you're trying to play into your head the internet side of things. Yeah, well, there's that. But So when I went to Arizona State, um, there, was a, uh, there was a store called Campus Corner on campus. And it had... Uh, a back area, and in the back area, you could buy papers like that people had written. Um, and if they didn't have the paper that you needed for the subject that you needed, they for a little bit extra, they could write one for you. So you could either buy one that was already written and they had on file. This is like a legit business. This isn't like mm-hmm. some sideshow business that somebody was. So you could actually go to a store and buy papers. And, but it was commonly known that all the teachers, all the ASU professors, they knew about it and they had kind of bought the papers on their own so that they can kind of test to see if someone was, you know, using one of those papers. And I had fraternity brothers that got busted all the time. So, yeah. uh, all right. So I'm going to make a decision. I feel like you threw the, uh, the pie eating contest in there to kind of throw me off. I think you did eat pie at the mall. All right. So. The one that is true is in college, I gave the exact same paper to the teacher one year later. Yeah. I feel like that's weird for you because when you decided to go to college, you wanted to go to college. I feel like you would have tried and put in more effort. I want to do some of these big papers. Oh, really? So did you get caught? Nope. You didn't get caught. One class didn't get caught. One class, I bought an A paper from another school and I submitted it to my teacher and he gave a C on it. Because I think partly because it was me, right? <laughs> like, this guy's a fucking knucklehead. I'm gonna. Though I did, I did graduate with honors. I want to point that out in college. Um, though I didn't I did graduate not. high school, but <laughs> um, well, it's hard to keep a high GPA up for seven years. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is absolutely true. Hey, I lived um, in a fraternity so, house. So listen to this, Paul, because I had a really good friend in college with me, and I told him, "I'm like, dude, this is unacceptable." I'm like, "I know this is an A paper." I went to the teacher. And said, I think you're giving me a bad grade. You got to reread my paper. I think it's better than that. And I got a B plus. <laughs> really? So how fucking ballsy is that? I didn't even write the paper and I went back and complained about it. Um, Interesting. So the pie eating contest did happen in Nourishell. I was at it with my sister, mm-hmm. but my cousin, one of my older cousins did the pie eating contest. I oh, don't remember yeah. if he won or not. Interesting. But, so that happened. I just wasn't the one doing the pie eating contest. Oh, that's interesting to me because that like pie eating, like when you and I were kids, I was lucky enough to have a metabolism that could keep up with all the junk food that we ate. But mm-hmm. you and I ate anything and everything that we could get our hands on when we were kids. So that's why that one like, kind of surprises me. Including those sugar water quarter drinks from the corner. Oh, we loved store. those. That the we guy tried those. to raise the price on at one point and we're like, these are called quarter drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't sell. He raised the price. They didn't sell because a lot of times kids might get a quarter in their hand yeah. so they could go out and buy one. Well, it, and for you and I, that was a tough decision. So am I thirsty enough to not want to play a video game? That's essentially the decision we had to come to, right? Because yep. we saved our quarters and we were playing Super Mario Brothers or Street Fighter or whatever they had at that point in time. But, you know, we had to make a call that was like, all right, I'm, I'm so thirsty that I'm willing to not entertain myself for a half hour. <laughs> 
Uh, and that's yeah. when we usually get in trouble. Good times. <laughs> good times. Good times. Good times. All right, Michael. All right. Well, I think with that, we come to the end of another episode. Yes, but before we go, oh, hold on. Whoop, before go we go, thanks everybody for listening. We did actually pick up some new um, subscribers and listeners. Well, not subscribers. We picked up some new listeners in the past few weeks. So want to welcome all the new listeners. Thanks for listening. Please give this video on YouTube a like. Give it a subscribe. Ironically, we have more listeners, a lot more listeners than subscribers. So uh, subscribe so you get notified. It doesn't cost anything. Click the like button so that YouTube knows that we're here. And uh, if you're listening to this on any of the podcast uh, platforms out there, please also give us a rating and a review so that uh, so that other people can enjoy uh, our our sick, sick and twisted sense of humor, if you can even call yeah. it that. Well, remember, we... While we can be offensive, while we can be all over the place, we're the best kind because you listen to it in your headphones. You don't have to tell anybody you like yeah. it. <laughs> but subscribe. <laughs> all right. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored.